All right, I'm going to start off this episode by saying that I was completely wrong about Tyreek Hill. And I, I've been hearing it all week, especially from Kenny. Uh, but yeah, he's he, he was amazing. I, I don't know what else to say. I I guess I mean stats wise amazing, but I'm, once again they were down by four score, three scores, four scores. He had to sing the four ball. Four scores in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, well, Ravens, I could. I wasn't Ravens here last week. There. I wasn't here last week, so I could have told you that this was going to happen. Ravens secondary was just totally beat up, even though they kind of still had some of their secondary. There was still I don't know what happened, then. I can't I can't explain it. Anyway, it's so bad, so bad. This is a crazy week of football, and I just want to say that my RKO hit. Let's hit the music. Yeah, all right, so uh, welcome. Uh, your fancy team. Ah, what is this? Your favorite team sucks. <laughs> fantasy football podcast. Man, I'm all over the place today. Uh, this is uh, stat host Kelvin and currently the champ, uh, along with Jack Gurley and Eddie Two Time, who's back, back yep. at it again. Yep. And uh, yeah, week two was very, very interesting. There's so much that went on, especially the witching hour, as Scott witching Hansen hour, said, man. For both, but for both. Both the one o'clock slate and the four o'clock slate was fantastic. Probably the best 10 minutes of football ever. It was so awesome. Especially oh, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Except that one game, Freddie, right? Yeah, that one game. Wow. Well, yeah, no, it was there's like so many close games, so many comebacks. Um yeah, a lot of teams were down by multiple scores, entering like the second half, and they all came back. It was yeah, it was bro. a while. It was wild, and there were some wild fantasy games, fantasy performances, I mean, and we'll touch on that, uh, well, most of it uh, today, but i uh, start off, as always, with the injury report, as it is every single week, people get hurt. Want to take it away, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest news is Trey Lance. Uh, this guy didn't have a chance to even have his career take off. Uh, he Bars. Broke, he broke his ankles. Broke his ankle, sorry, not ankles. <laughs> One ankle. He's out for the season, and and it sucks. You know, as a young young player, you finally get a time to shine. You know, week one didn't really count because they're playing a monsoon, and then boom, it happens so early in the sec- second game. Now he's out for the year. Uh, I guess one of the person that I think affects the most is Brendan Ayuk. Uh, I think Trey Lance loved targeting him, and now that he's gone, uh, what, what do you guys think about the offense moving forward? Uh, you know, I think they're better <laughs> with Jimmy G. So I, I was I think, telling I was telling Eddie and Kenny this week on Sunday. I don't think any other team was ready for their number one quarterback to get injured and just continue to be a playoff contention team. Well, Except apparently, for- apparently, if you so far back to back weeks starting quarterbacks get injured and their backups have won them the game, Mister uh, Cooper Rush over there. Decides to beat the Super Bowl going going into the Super Bowl cha- uh, losers Bengals. Man, the what, Bengals kind of sense, like, what kind of sentence was that? I don't know, man. 
I'm rusty. Let me, let me get back into it. All right. I keep it going, Jack. Uh, next, but I, I guess we guess I guess we could just move on to the next game that we Eddie just mentioned, the Cowboys. Uh, Dalton Schultz, PCL injury. Uh, it seemed to not be serious, so he might not miss any time at all. But I mean, even when he was healthy, I guess I mean, Cooper Rush had a good good game, but do you really expect him to do this again and again? Uh, I don't really think so. I'm still avoiding most of the people on that team, except C.D. Lamb probably, just because he might get the targets. But I'm not touching anyone else in the offense. Uh, another person, another news is uh, Mike Evans. I don't know what's wrong with him and Marshall Lanimo. I feel like they just hate each other so much. But he is suspended for the upcoming game, and that might put a lot of... Uh, expectations lower your expectations for Tom Brady you know he didn't look too good with just Mike Evans out there and now Mike Evans is gonna be out this coming week he might not have any receivers but Chris Godwin might be back well he uh, might be back I doubt really it though bank on this guy yeah. he's pulled his hamstring pretty much and that's like a lingering issue he could literally be in the game for five plays and this is against the Packers secondary which is not that bad they're pretty good so uh yeah, I mean Tom Brady should be affected a lot which I think so uh, another injury, James Conner, hurt his ankle. Apparently, news came out saying he avoided serious injuries, but he's going to be out for a few weeks at least. Uh, will you start anyone in that backfield, the Cardinals? I'm, I think I'm going with uh, D. Will. D. Williams, Darrell Williams. He looked actually pretty spry, and he's done it before. So he, when, he, when he was on, uh, on the Chiefs, it seemed like whenever he was called upon, he always actually like you know performed a little bit. He was actually better than C, uh, CEH at times. As a uh, James Conner owner, I'm definitely be looking to maybe pick up one of those running backs. Um, I don't know though. I I, I still got to look at the waiver wire, but it's very very uh, sad news for me. And other yeah, I mean, a lot of injuries, yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's more to come in this in this episode. Yep. Keep going. I was a good question. Will you start D. Will? Oh, we start Ziggy Elliott. Oh, oh D. Will. Man. Yep. I mean, Zeke looks kind of washed. I, it's it's not his fault. Obviously, Dak, the Dak injury is going to affect his game. He looked good in week one, but just last week, I guess, I don't know. It's just bad. It's a bad deal. Would you buy low on Zeke or you're just letting him be on somebody else's roster? I'd stay away. I guess it depends. Um, I, I, I guess it depends on what you, what you need, what you are lacking. If, you're, if you went a receiver heavy and – I feel like this is a good time to buy low for someone. If when Dak does come back, he's a solid RB two, at least a solid RB for you to have with a stack receivers lineup. Hypothetically, um, yeah. If you could offer Je, uh, Mr. Wilson from the 49ers, would you Jeff Wilson for the 49ers directly for Zeke? Would somebody do that? I think someone would do that because I mean, 49ers off running back always performs. It's just a matter of fact, a matter of uh, staying healthy or not. Yep. I mean, I guess it's not. I mean, you drafted people drafted what uh, Eli Mitchell on like a, a round later than Zeke, so that's not like as far fetched. Well, moving to the next injury is uh, Eddie's boy, Jerry, uh, Jerry Judy shoulder injury. Right now, the latest news is that he's day to day, which is good, I guess, because he was he left the game and he was he, he didn't come back. So day to day is probably the best news we could get. Yeah, it looked like a collarbone to me, but I, I'm not a doctor, so. Yeah. And let's go to the last news, the biggest news. Uh, it's affecting Calvin's team again, Justin Herbert. Uh, apparently, he has, he has a fractured rib, I think. 
it's fractured rib cartilage. So not his actual ribs. Okay. So apparently he's what is that? He's he's gonna be able to play. Listen, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he's still gonna be able to play. It's just more of a pain tolerance for him. But this is so dangerous too, because a bad another bad hit could do more damage to it. But I mean, I guess he wants to play. He was playing the rest of the game with that injury. So it looked really bad when he ran. There was one play in particular that looked so odd where he just ran it. He just like he could have ran for the, the first down. I, I, I remember that. It looked really bad. Like, and the next play, the next play, he throws he 30 dagger. yards down the field. Yeah, he he like threw 40 yards on the field. That was, it was crazy. <laughs> it just, it just, uh, I guess it's all pay tolerance at this point. Uh, hopefully, he heals up. I mean, he's young. He might heal fast. But the, the best news about the whole thing is there's a doctor. <laughs> a doctor that <laughs> dealt with Tyrod Taylor's uh, ribs, too. So. Cross your fingers, man. That's scary. Uh, so, yeah, that's the most. I think that's uh, all the news and notes for this week. Uh, at least that's all the major ones for fantasy-related. Uh, I guess it's not too bad. That's uh, really a light week. Yeah. Not Trey for me. Is really the only big one. That it wasn't light. It wasn't light for me. It wasn't for Kelvin. Kelvin, half of these people were on Kelvin's team. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, yeah, just keep it. These are all possible replacements you'll need to find. I mean, sorry, you need to find replacements for these guys in the waiver wire. Um, you know, it's funny. I hear something funny. I actually forgot to make a waiver wire pickup last week, and I actually woke up at three fifteen because I remembered. Like, I, it kept me from sleeping, and I tried to make a pickup. But the waivers get actually get processed at three, uh, so I couldn't pick up anyone else on waivers. But you didn't know this. But I always see that the pickup time is like three thirty-seven, like three something like that, like weird time. So I thought like I could pick up till then, but it stops at it officially stops at three. Yep. Anyway, some insight for you folks who forget to do waiver pickups. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get to. Our next segment, the pits and the cages. I don't know if you heard Eddie, but Mike Nicholas Cage been doing some good movies, so we had to reconsider this. Uh, this oh no, I heard. I heard. Segment, yeah. His last two movies better than Brad Cage's last. Uh, Brad Pitt's on last. Brad, Brad, Wait, Brad Cage. So it's Brad Cage now. Oh man, Nicholas Pitt. <laughs> Buongiorno. Oh, no, not the beast. Grazie. Not the beast. Uh, See, si, Coretto. Uh, All right, Eddie, you want to get us started? Sure. Uh, well, since I wasn't here last week, somebody honored my bold predict and said it out loud. I don't know. I don't know. I forgot which one. Uh, that was me, bro. Mentioned. That was you? Okay. Yeah, thank you. I, I thank you, you for mentioning. Also, we were my... going to talk about that at the bold predict segment. Why are you already, why are you already jumping to that right now? Yeah, well, because he's my pit. Oh. He's my pit this week. Garrett Wilson was absolutely phenomenal. He had 14 targets, had eight catches over 100 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner. This man is absolutely legit. Uh, the, one of the cornerbacks on the Jets says, like, is comparing him to Justin Jefferson. And when I see him on the field, I see the wiggle. I see the, the little swag. He just needs to, to start gritting more. And I don't think anybody could cover him. And Joe Flacco has eyes for only him. So oh, if he's on the waiver. If he's on the waiver. Only him. 14 targets is Corey and, Davis actually got a decent amount of targets both games. That's surprisingly, right? I think for how much targets this past week? I know he has I, eight targets last week. This this week, I don't think he had a lot. I think he had like three or four, but he had that one big long touchdown where he wasn't even covered. But it like for Elijah owners, which I'm I'm 
I'm, I own both Elijah and I own Garrett. I'm probably going to start Garrett Wilson over Elijah, at least for the just, time being. Just to go We're back to, to the this. targets for Corey Davis. Yeah, 10 in the first game for this past week. Right. So I'm a, I, I, I don't know. It just sucks for Elijah more because he's very talented too. Uh, I mean, if, if they if the Jets have a good quarterback, they could they could make the playoffs. Yeah, they, they with their weapons, they have. They yep. have such a strong offense. They just don't have a quarterback. Yep. Well, that is my pit this week, and I'm I'm right. I got one right. I got a Boper Dick right. That's all I care about. That's all you care about. I, that's all I care about. In this, wow. yep. like you that's mentioned that is his favorite segment. So it's my favorite segment, man. Jack. Uh, uh, Jack, yeah, give us your uh, my, sorry, our, your my Brad Pitt is Jalen Waddle. Uh, going into the season, I was kind of a little skeptical over him. But I feel like he's more safer than Tyreek Hill, actually, because he's usually the one with the safer route. And Tyreek Hill takes away a lot of the safety. Waddle, uh, I feel like moving forward, he's more safe than uh, than Tyreek Hill. Uh, I still don't trust Tua. I, 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 yeah, he has six touchdowns, 450 yards. Yeah, sure. People had those games once in a while, but no, what what's in a while? Six touchdowns? When was the last time I saw six TDs from a quarterback? I don't remember Yo, seeing that. In Ravens a, weren't even playing the Ravens were not playing defense. They, they, they were like playing that, like engage eight or some bullshit. They were not playing <laughs> defense at all. Uh it's not gonna I, I don't know. I, I want to see more before saying, oh, Tutu was legit. I still don't think he's that good. That game, yeah, yeah. Sunday he did great. I he didn't do that great. His first three quarters, he was not that great. And last like last quarter, he started turning it on all of a sudden. But but I give credit where it's due. I mean, Waddle, Waddle has been consistent both weeks so far. So has Tyree Kill. So I mean, with that offense, those two guys are going to get yards, yards, and yards. They feed the they feed they feed the shit out of both of them. Yeah, Waddle to me is definitely the floor guy. And Hill obviously has a floor, but his ceiling is up in the air too. They they both we could see, we just see, we just saw. Over their ceilings this week. Yeah, for me, I just, I just, I just want to say it's safer for a while because Tyreek Hill is the number one option. It's a quick so, stat for you all. Uh, only 22 quarterbacks in history have had six touchdown games. Nick Foles is one of them. Yeah, correct. The <laughs> latest one, I mean, who would it be? Who wouldn't it be, right? Patrick Mahomes. He's not that good. Yeah, he's not that good. You know who has the most six touchdown games in history, which is three? Is it Peyton Manning? Correct, Peyton Manning. Wait, that so record- it's two is Peyton Manning? Yeah, exactly. I did not say that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <A> duplicate. Of, uh... <laughs> so, you know, I think Mahomes is going to shatter this record, by the way. He's already only one more game left uh, behind from Peyton Manning. So, Why have you never done a six-touchdown six game? That'd be amazing. That'd be crazy. I'd say it'd be crazy. All right, I'm going to give you my pit. Uh, I mean, I told Eddie already, it has to be. There's only one person it could be, Tyreek Hill. After shitting on for almost for pretty much two episodes, I'm gonna give him what he's worth, and that is the Brad Pitt of this week for me. Uh, he told 100, I was in not 10 receptions for 190 yards and two touchdowns, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I wasn't wishing for him to do bad, but he completely destroyed that Raven secondary, and like. Tua didn't have to be accurate because Tyreek Hill had no one near him, almost no one near him. Half the time. That's what I'm saying. Like that, those those plays don't happen that often. It just doesn't. But yeah, but, his his route running is so well. He's just getting so much separation. Yeah, Tua just yeah. has to kind of get him in the air vicinity, and Tyreek Hill's grabbing that ball. And 
it wasn't what I was seeing the first week. I was seeing more passes like people were up against Tyreek Hill and he was throwing pretty poorly and he had to go up and get them or reach for them or get yes, behind, from behind they, his back. When they're actually playing cornerbacks, Ravens secondary is all dead. Yeah, yeah. All of them are dead. But yeah, anyway, regardless of what happens in the future of this this year with Tyreek Hill, he was absolute pit this week, and I'm giving him his dues. Question: Are you guys selling high on both? Uh, no, I'd... I wouldn't. But what's selling high though? Like you draft Tyreek Hill in the third round. What, what, what do you mean by selling? I mean, high? let's say you need a running back. Well, who? I, I mean, I let's guess... say you drafted Zeke and Mitchell, and you need a running back. Uh, who are you trading for? Like what? Fournette? Fournette? I'm just, I'm just asking a question. I'm it's just, Fournette for Hill. I'm, not, I'm asking. Not, I don't, want, I don't want to. I'm gonna get too derailed from this, but um, yeah, like Jack said, it might be a little tough to sell high because you are getting him. You already drafted him really high, but um, we can discuss that later when we have time. Uh, for for uh, me, it's just one guy that I don't want on my roster for some reason. I still want to get him off it. So, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Man, Kenny and Imani would start trashing you right now because they're they're trashing me. Yep. For night for hating on Tyreek Hill. And I'm gonna do a little snake here and I'm gonna give you my cage. Um, like you just mentioned, Eddie. Uh it is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and yeah, like we said, he looked pretty good uh week one, but he was just getting outplayed by Tony Pollard this week, and he was not seeing the touches and was not producing on the touches he was getting. And he's not really catching those passes, so Tony Pollard provides that dynamic. I started that that, that that dimension in the in the past game. So it feels like Tony Pollard is a play over Zeke at this point. I agree. I, yeah, I also, I, agree. I also think Cowboys are gonna be losing more often. So Tony Pollard would be the better play. Like I, I feel like it's a dumbed down version of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. <laughs> and and well, I think Zeke is the uh, AJ Dillon of this, so he's like the lesser. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate uh, for Zeke owners. Uh, good for the Giants. They're, they're but, what, but what if Cooper Rush becomes the next, next thing? Oh, uh, no. No way. <laughs> they just paid Dak. How could, how could they let that happen? But what if he comes in and does what Dak wait, wait, are you saying? What do you, mean, how, what, do you mean, what do you mean how can they let that happen? Are you saying it's going to be a conspiracy to sabotage Cooper Rush in the Cowboys organization? Is that what you're saying? No. Hell no. I, there's, there's no way. There's no possible way on earth that Cooper Rush will be eventually be better than Dak Prescott. Well, no the next three games, he throws 300 yards and three touchdowns, and then Dak comes back and throws and goes back-to-back games with duds. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're going to be All calling right. for Cooper Rush. <laughs> okay, uh, give us your uh, cage, Jack. Uh, my cage is uh, pretty sad because I have to admit that I was wrong. Uh, I have more yards than him this week. <laughs> uh, Mr. Darren Mooney has Two targets, one catch, and negative four yards. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's not real. I still and, believe and, the talent. No. Sorry, go on, go on. I still believe the talent. Mooney is very – I think he's very good at route running. He has the speed to separate. Uh, For me, it was coming in the season. It was pretty much banking on Justin Fields taking the next step, and that's not going to happen, first of all. They are losing by 21 points. And he threw the ball twice in the second half. Twice. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, then there was a positive game script for Darnell Mooney, but it was not like it was it wasn't happening. What was going like, on? As a quarterback, that must be so defeating. As a quarterback, you know, you, you're your second year. You're the leader. You, you're the leader, and you're down by 21 points, and they they rather run the ball the whole quarter. I, I know the run people say, "Oh, running game was working." Running game. 
Yeah, sure. Great. It's working. But you're fucking losing by 21 points. Of course it's working. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm still keeping Darwin Mooney on my bench. I'm not dropping him yet. Maybe Justin Fields gets benched eventually. And the goat Tra- Travis Samian. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. That's so weird. What is wrong with these coaches? Like they first don't. it was Matt Nagy, and now it's whoever's coaching the Bears now. Fields, what are they doing? Fields does not look good. The throws he throws, he was what pretty much what Jalen Hurst was last year. Like he a chance not, though. He does not throw a ball unless they're set there. Like he they need to get there for the turn around for him to throw a ball. So no anticipation is what you're saying. Yeah, and it's just I don't know his his release. And when he throws on a run, it looks beautiful. It just doesn't – the result doesn't happen at all. So, I mean, I want to – like I mentioned, I won't drop Mooney. I still keep him on the bench for – just just give just give him the Bears a more chance. Maybe to open the playbook more. Maybe they realize they're going to have to throw a ball more because the team sucks. But, yeah, that's my cage, and I admit that I'm wrong about Mooney this you're, year. And you're sad – a lot, a lot of wrong admitting to today. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, your turn. Admit why you're wrong. Uh, well, I'm not really, I'm not really wrong here. But uh, Kyle Pitts, I don't know what is going on over there with the Falcons. I don't know why Mr. Uh, Hawaiian Man doesn't want to throw the ball to, to the, his best player. I mean, he has eyes for Drake London, but I feel like Kyle Pitts is the better player. This is he what just- I was saying last year, to, last week to Imani, but he didn't want to believe me. Like, what were you saying? That, like, he keeps saying, oh, uh, Mario throws the Titans only. No, he throws to his number one option, whoever he thinks is the number one option. And he yeah. blocks it. Now, I warn him that Drake is a safer option. He does all the immediate routes. He's going to have an eye for him, and that's awful for Pitts. Especially Pitts only lineup is tight end 12, 12 snaps this past week. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And he's, quote, unquote, a tight end. Yeah, I so. think I think that's this is definitely a chance to to try to get him because I, oh, I yeah. want, I'm I'm trying to get Kyle Pitts everywhere. Oh yeah, especially the, especially with the the way the way tight end is. I mean, even his four or five points is not the worst. Yeah, it's not like killing an average you. week is like eight nine points anyways. <laughs> and you're still begging on upside. I know the owner of Kyle Pitts definitely is going to ask for a lot in return, but still, I I would think I would pay the price because it's this is probably the lowest it's going to get all year. Yeah, worth a, it's worth a shot to try. All right, and that's going to wrap up the pits and the cages. Well done, fellas. Well done. You're right back into swinging things, Eddie. Yeah. How's it feel? I figured, I figured out how to, to speak again. <laughs> I forgot gonna, five minutes you, ago. You learned how to finally use Zoom today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the RKOs and DDTs as we look forward to week three. Man, that's doo-doo trash. All right, I will get us started. My RKO for week three. <laughs> I sound like a broken record, but it is going to be MVS. Tell you this, all right? Yeah, very, this very is the poor, week. This is the week. <laughs> <laughs> very, very poor performance. Week one only had, I think, two targets. He had seven targets this past week. And he only got in two. Mahomes wasn't, didn't have his greatest game against the Chargers D, which is really good. On top of that, the Colts have given up so many points in this first two weeks. And to see Trevor Lawrence kind of shredded up, like, how is Mahomes not going to go for six touchdowns today, tomorrow? I mean, this week. 
He's going to tie Peyton Manning's record this week. Six touchdowns. And they're banking MBS on it? Gonna, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but MBS is definitely going to have a good game. Um, and I think he's going to come out of nowhere and kind of finally make his draft worth. By the way, I dropped him. So, <laughs> so <laughs> unfortunately, that's it's going to happen that way. So right now he's probably on waivers. Pick him up and throw him in your lineup, <laughs> according to Kelvin. Exactly. Might even be me. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to give us yours, Jack? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I do want to point out that Jalen Hurts right now is nine for nine. Uh, <laughs> well, our, yes. actually, the funny thing is, oh yeah, to the to, no, to our to our listeners, we're actually recording this on Monday night, so we have two games going on right now. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jack. Mark Hill. The, part, the funny thing is, I thought about doing McCarr Harmon before you even put that MBS. That Harmon was one of my options, but I decided to go with Brees Hall. Uh, you want to do a shot bet? I'm down. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had we, we, we had this, we had a crack in as a shot last week. Man, it was not good as a shot. Well, continue with my my choice. Brees Hall finally got a touchdown last week. I know he's still splitting carries with uh, Michael Carter. Uh, I just feel like they got slowly, slowly shift to giving the ball to Brees Hall. Brees Hall is explosive. He looks good. He just need he he just need more carries, more touches. Uh, they're also going to be versing the Bengals. The Bengals look like a complete mess. Uh, I just feel like they're just going to do the best, try the best to keep the whole offense off the field, run the ball, pound the rock. I feel like he scores at least another touchdown and probably 120 yards this year, this week. I like it. I like Brees Hall this week. I, I I feel the tie turning just a little bit in his favor. And Joe Flacco, he he produces good running backs, man. I, I Like, he likes checking it down. He's immobile. So that's literally one thing that a quarterback needs to be in order for, at least for me, for a running back to be good on the, in the backfield because they love checking down. And I feel like he's going to check down more. Yeah, maybe you buy Brees Hall for low, cheap now because people are afraid of the 50-50 split. Yep. We'll do yep. it. I like it. Love it. Totally agree. Yeah, All well, right. Eddie, on to you. Give us your RKO. Uh, my RKO this week is, well, he had a good week this past week. But uh, I feel like he's going to continue this. It's going to be an ongoing trend for him. Jacoby Myers, last week he went off. He had, what, nine catches for 98 yards. I think he's at least a receiver three in PPR leagues going forward. Uh, I know, like, this offense is really dog. I do not like this offense at all. But for some reason, Mac Jones locks on to uh, Jacoby Myers, and he gets open. So um, if he's on your waivers, pick him up. I would. He's a plug-and-play for me. I think he's – startable in every single PPR league, maybe even half PPR. Just like, I don't think there's a much upside because he's not going to score touchdowns, but the catches are going to be up. So Jacoby Myers is my okay this week. Nice. Yeah. He had a great game. I saw him. Mac Jones is tossing in the ball. And he's going up against these catches. Every time he caught the ball, I was like, I thought it was Kendrick Warren for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. Mine's you want you? No. Mine's RKO? No. Mine's nope. RKO? No. Nope. <laughs> for me, it's just, uh, I don't want to trust. The Patriots offense, I, I don't think Mac Jones is good. I'll be straightforward. Uh, I'm probably the rare few that don't think he is. I don't think he's that great. I don't I think just, he is either. So. I just feel like he fell in the right system to help him perform well. But it just it, – it, it just the Patriots the, – the team itself is just like a Russian roulette. Like, you will not be surprised next week. Kendrick Bourne is the one with uh, 10 catches and, like, 100 yards. Like, you won't – like, you just wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah, you, you do say that, but I, I just think for some reason, Jacoby Myers is 
an automatic six, seven targets. He did it last year as well. So like, it's, it's not like there was all these players around him that would have these boom games, but for him, he was always that consistent, consistent guy that Mac Jones relied on. So for PPR, he's a sneaky play. He's going to be a Hunter renfro type player this year. So I like that. All right. It's a DDT. Eddie, give us a snake and give us yours. Ooh, my DDT, my doo-doo trash player of the week is going to be DJ Moore. Baker Mayfield is dog shit. I hate, I don't like him at all. Uh, I don't think he makes DJ Moore better. I don't think he makes players around him uh, better. Matt Rule is a terrible coach. This offense, I hate everything about the Panthers. Uh, they, for some reason, don't want to give the ball to their best players. The one drive after after halftime, the one drive they decided to give the ball to DJ Moore, caught two passes and scored a touchdown. But every single other drive, for some reason, DJ Moore wasn't getting targeted, and neither is Christian McCaffrey. So this this whole offense is a mess. Try to avoid it, um, and I'm I'm off the DJ Moore train. Like I trust the town, but Baker Mayfield is just I don't like him. I agree. I don't like that team. Uh, and they, that kind of segues into your DDT, right, Jack? Yep. And my DDT, before I mentioned that, how about Jalen Hurts, right? Woo! Hey, looks great. He's through the forest, and you touchdown. Yep. 53. 53. <laughs> so uh, my DDT is this week. And Sorry, Calvin. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> this is a whole fantasy week. This is a bash, bashing Calvin, Calvin, Calvin week. Calvin. It's CMC. Uh, it's not because of him, though. It's not. He's they're versing a Saints team who is very good defensively. Uh, they know they have one person to shut down. It's CMC. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't even care about Baker Mayfield's arm. I'd rather have him beat me a hundred hundred times. I will stack the box every play as much as possible to stop CMC. I just feel like he I feel like he's still gonna get he won't be like a total dud. I just feel like he won't beat CMC. When where he gets 100 yards and touchdown ish, I feel like he gets around 50 yards. And yeah, as someone who has CMC, uh, like when I was watching that game, he was so open so many times, and yep. just getting him the ball, uh, would have got you the first down instead. Bakeman was trying to kind of hustle out, like kind of scramble out, and kind of throw deep, and never again. So many times he threw the ball away in the sideline, instead, he could have given CMC in a short pass, and he got you the first down, and that was not happening. And the best part about all this is that's now coming in season, all big midfields uh, make this offense better, make this offense. No one saw that he is actually the worst quarterback that the Panthers had in the last like two, three years. It's well, I mean, it's two games, but still, like he, it, he looks it's awful. still bad. Yeah, he looks really bad. He thinks he's a superhero. Like he 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 thinks he's do everything on his own instead of depending on his players. Like he tried it too much. He, he thinks he's still the number one overall pick. That he's that good. Yep. He Not many teams. How many teams lose to the Giants? And he's one. He's the reason why. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is the new Giants, old. okay? It's the new Giants. <laughs> the Titans just lost to the Giants last week. How about that, huh? My DDT uh, for this week. Kind of funny. The first two running backs in a lot of fantasy drafts. Jonathan Taylor. Wow, and back to it's back. Kind of, it's gonna. It's gonna kind of stem off what I said before. The Colts defense is just not good, and they're gonna be down quick and early uh, against the Chiefs. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a negative game script for him. Uh, he needs the ball in his hands uh, out the backfield. Uh, I haven't seen much from his catching. Uh, Oz is over for catches this past. It was two and a half. He didn't get anything, right? Um, None. But, yeah, so it's, I think it's going to be another bad week uh, for Jonathan Taylor just because 
Chiefs going to go up big early in that game. Yeah. Josh Allen with a big throw to Stephon Diggs. It's kind of ridiculous. 50-yard throw. Sorry, I'm just watching the game too. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of <laughs> – Jonathan Taylor, it's hard for me to say that because I think they might learn from their mistake this past week. I think they're just going to try to give him the ball as much as possible because for some reason they just didn't give him the ball, which makes no sense. Oh, I don't have Michael Pittman. Oh, I don't have uh, Alec Pierce. I don't have most of my receivers. Let's not run the ball. Let's not rely on our best player on offense. That that for me was so dope. Yeah, and he he wasn't like he was inefficient. He just didn't get any touches. I don't think that's going to be the case this week. I'm I'm against him. He only had nine carries. Yep. It's crazy. And no, no receptions. Yeah, one. Yeah, one okay. So yeah, I, I know I was following that a lot because uh, I, I took the two and a half over thinking that <laughs> I use a little more, but you know, uh, like I get, I get that I won't put him in a DFS lineup, but you're obviously going to be starting CMC. You're obviously going to be starting Jonathan Taylor, but I just I won't start him in DFS. I, I'm I'm assuming that you guys won't either. Yeah, I, yeah, him him. I did too, and Chris and CMC and I I still one. Yeah, it just yeah. <laughs> All right, and that's gonna rack rah. Wrap up the RKOs and the DDTs. We're at, we're at the segment that Eddie absolutely loves. Couldn't stop Love. talking about it earlier in, 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 in the show. Yep. Um, yeah, we're going to do the uh, the bold predicts. The bold predicts. They're bold. They, I mean, last week was pretty bold. And I, I mean, I hit Garrett, Garrett Wilson, man. Come on. Who, who could have who thought that? All right, bold predicts time. You got to do it. Bold predicts. Whoa. That's bold. That was very bold, man. Bold predicts. It's bold. Boldest thing I've heard all day. All right, so let's get started. Um, Eddie. You know I go last. All right, you know, I find Jack, go first. I go first. All right. My bold predict this week is darn. I'm just kidding. My my bowl position this week is I think you should start Traylon Burks on every league. I think next week against the Raiders, it'll be a more of a high scoring game. Uh, For some reason, Robert Woods doesn't see he's fully healthy yet. Uh, Burks is someone that they're going to slowly, slowly implement more into the into the offense plan more heavily than he is now. Uh, I mean, at the moment right now, as as the mid third quarter, beginning of third quarter, he has four tar- he has four catches of forty seven yards already. Uh, I feel that like he could easily give you five to six, five to seven catches next week, seventy five to hundred yards and a touchdown. And that's my bold predict. And I think you should start him as your receiver three in all your leagues. Yeah, these rookie receivers, man, they're they're pretty legit so far. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, they drafted him on Burks. They drafted him high. They're going to use him. There's no shot they're not going to use someone that they drafted 16th overall pick. So, I mean, it, it, he, he missed most of the training camp and the preseason. So, the, his first week was just him catching up. Yep. And he looks pretty explosive. So, yep. I like it. Kelvin? All right, cool. My bold predict. My bold predict this week. Again, stemming off that Chiefs and Colts game. I think Kelsey finishes a top five fantasy option outside of quarterbacks. So tight ends, wide receivers, running backs. He's going to blow up for 100-plus yards and four of Mahomes' six touchdowns this week. You know what I've been bold, bolder? Wait, 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 wait. That's number one. <laughs> that is number one. You Kelvin would think so. You would think touchdowns. so. 
You would think so, right? Four touchdowns will be top five with quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Mahomes is going to be on there. You know that because he's going to have six. Yep. Well, yeah, we know we know who is Kelsey's in Kelvin's. Is more than Mahomes six touchdowns. All right, all right. I'll, re- I'll I'll reel it in again. All right, three touchdowns done. <laughs> okay. Hundred plus and three touchdowns. Let's go. Big game. Big game. I like it. It's bold. All right. My turn. Your, yep. It's your turn, Eddie. Uh, my old predict of the week, Tyler Higgybees. I think with the tight end landscape like this. I think he's 100% a dude that I want in my lineup. If I don't have one of the two elite uh, tight ends, maybe three, I guess Waller's in there. Uh, last year, he basically was consistent, a 10-point scorer. I think he's going to be a top three option this week. I think he finally gets into the end zone. I, he's getting the targets, and he just needs to get uh, some pay dirt. Yeah, he saw, saw a lot of targets in that first half of that game, actually. Yeah, he's been great. There's yeah, that's one guy that I want on all my rosters that I do not have double, Kelsey. He, or, he had double digits target in both games, right? I think. Yep, yep, yep. Something like that. It's not weird, close to the, it. The thing is, he just he just looks so off when it's clutch time. He just doesn't matter. I know, I know, I'm not saying. I'm just saying he just it, it look, he looks so off when during the clutch times, and he just drops a lot of easy passes, which is weird. I know that doesn't matter for fantasy. Yep, <laughs> doesn't. That's my right. old trick. And I'm gonna go ahead and give you. A one on your bull predict hits this week, Eddie, since you hit last week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Give me that right. one. Give me one. Well, me. Uh, oh, what was your bull predict last week? It was uh, Darna Mooney. Mooney top 10. Zero <laughs> negative yards. I said, I, said, I said he would have negative yards. <laughs> I had Travis at TN who did not do what I was hoping to do 100 yards and a score. Uh, Amani's was Kendrick Bourne, 10 targets, 85 yards, and I'm, a touchdown. I'm curious. I'm assuming three. <laughs> I'm gonna check right now. I'll get everybody back. Uh, I'm checking too. Yeah, both check. Well, I'm just that guy, right? He had three targets. He caught two. I was close, right. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> caught two for 16 yards. <laughs> All right. It's safe to say that Eddie was the only one that hit his bowl predict uh, last week. Good job, Eddie. Keep him coming. Thank you. Thank maybe, you. Maybe maybe people will start starting your bowl predicts. Hmm. Maybe yeah, I should start starting. Maybe oh, maybe you should, should start starting my own bold predicts. But then, but then you have to make sure. Then at that point, you're kind of being a biased yeah. thing, trying to make a bold predict from your team, right? So, you know, we don't want that. Yeah, that's true. All right, cool. That's gonna wrap up the bold predicts. And you know what time it is? It's my time. My Your time. time. Your time is time. It's the did you knows? Now I should come up with like a music for this part, right? You should. Yeah, yeah, I should. I'm not, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some time. Yeah, I'm gonna take some time and. Uh, Come up with a little opening segment for this. Yeah, for uh, copyrights, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay away from the copyrights, obviously. So, <laughs> sorry, Ariana Grande. I apologize. <laughs> all right, let's get it started. Um, all right, did you guys know Cooper Cup now has at least five catches in 23 consecutive games, tying DeAndre Hopkins for the second longest streak in NFL history? Ridiculous. Quick quiz. Do you guys know who has the longest streak in NFL history of five-plus catches? Probably Jerry Rice. Mari, Marvin Harrison. Both of you are wrong. Uh, is more recent than that, and the streak is thirty six games. Thirty six games, five catches at least. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Julio Larry Jones. Fitzgeralds. Nope. One more guess for you, Jack, and then I'm gonna tell you the answer. Did you hear me? I said Julio Jones. No, not Julio Jones. Oh. The answer is Antonio Brown. Uh, ah, that guy's good. Twenty thirteen yep. to twenty fifteen, thirty six straight games. That boy's insane. Catches. 
All right, on to the next one. This is Jason's boy. Did you guys know Joe no. Burrow has taken 13 sacks in the first two games of the season? The last I, quarterback to take 13 or more sacks through week two and go on to start more than 10 games was David Carr, not to be confused with Derek Carr, who did it twice. Well, I, I, I would have guessed David Carr. And no, you wouldn't have. I would have. I, I, I saw his stat recently, too. He was like one of the top guys that drafted and was just destroyed by the organization. No, well, I, I know he took like 75 sacks in the season. Like in that year, he, got just, he got destroyed that year. Man, yeah. I mean, both those years, David Carr led the league in sacks taken, so it's not looking good for Joe Burrow. That offensive line looks so terrible, and they spent so much money. Yep. What it's, the heck? I don't know. Hopefully they improve because uh, they lost to fucking Cooper Rush <laughs> and Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> That's not good. That is not good. You go from Super Bowl to losing to those two guys. Like, uh, yeah, I thought I thought this past week was worse than week one. And they're playing Joe Flacco this week, so if that's a trifecta, if they lose to the three quarterbacks, <laughs> yo, just... if the if the the Jets beat the AFC champions, are they essentially the AFC champions? The Jets yes. will be two and one if they win. Mm. Mm. What the kind of world are we in? Joe Flacco's I, yeah. keep his job if he does. There's, there's no well, way he does. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of world where Fireman Ed is gets up in the morning and is happy. I mean, Giants about to be three and zero this week too. Let's go! I'm ready for that? Uh, all right, the next one. Did you guys know that Russell Wilson had a forty-five percent completion percentage in the sixty-six point five passer rating Sunday, the lowest completion percentage in a win with thirty-plus passes in his career? Yeah, he was bad. He was not good. I, I, I don't know what's going on. He's not this. He's not this guy. It's so weird that he left Seahawks organization because he didn't want to keep running the ball, and that's what they've been doing. It's, it, 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 I don't know. Maybe he's not that guy. <laughs> it's very, but he's been this guy. He's been that guy for so many years, right? What is it about going to Denver? Well, Peyton Manning went there, and he was fine. The thing is, he doesn't. He a he doesn't run anymore ever. He's not mobile anymore. I don't. I don't know what happened to his legs. He doesn't want to use them. Uh, B like there were so many instances where it's third and one, fourth and one, you know, fourth and goal, whatever, at the one yard line, and, and he doesn't use his legs or his mobility or his or his lack thereof anymore. That like he used to, like he used to always play for first downs, and he just they for some reason they've been they've been awful on third downs. They've been awful in the red zone, and hopefully it's mostly coaching because that. And they could fix it. Like, hopefully it's, it's fixable, but it's so bad, man. It's really bad. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. Did you guys know Dolphins became the first team in NFL history with a player recording 400-plus passing yards and five-plus passing touchdowns, while two of his receivers had 170-plus receiving yards and two passing touchdowns in the game? It's a very, very obscure stat, but it is just – Kind of speaking to how crazy that game was. While you're saying the stat, I was just shaking my head the entire time. <laughs> I don't want it to is, hear that. It is very obscure. And of course, you don't hate it. You hate it because it's the Ravens that lost to them. But yeah, it's I, I've never seen a game like that, obviously, because it's never happened. But yep. that's, it's wild. I can't imagine two players on your team have two receivers with 170 plus receiving yards. That's just and- crazy. Like, how many teams do you think that were drafted with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? 
I only none. I don't think yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't know anyone's <laughs> picking both of them, right? Because uh, too much to gamble on. With yep. At that yep. point, you might as well draft two as your quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you would you would have probably won the week with just those three players. Yep. <laughs> and my last, did you know, is a shout out for Nick. Sunday was Joe Flacco's first win as a starter in his last nine outings, snapping a streak that dated back to week six of 2019 season. Are the Jets back? Are they? They're going to the Super Bowl. Is it going to be Jets Giants Super Bowl? Yep. Do you call that? Uh, it's not a Subway Series. Uh, the both. I don't know. They both play in the Red same Life stadium. Series. Is the that same? Life? The same stadium Super Bowl. The same, <laughs> same stadium <laughs> series. One one game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's gonna wrap up the Did You Knows, and but yeah, that's gonna wrap up this th- week. Sorry. Uh, week three and a half? No, two and a half. Sorry. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Week two and a half episode where we talk week two and three. Um, yeah. Any last words before we sign off? No, not really. Uh, I'm off to a great start. Fantasy. Start, start Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you know, it, it might be might be the play. Garrett Wilson. Joe Flacco seems to like him a lot. That's the boy. All right. Uh, and that's going to be it for us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YFTS Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace out. Bye-bye.